0: He has built a suite of online products that is bringing him in way over six figures every single year. This is going to be an awesome masterclass. You're going to get so much good stuff to take away with you to be able to use in your business. So to grab your free place, go to teresaheathwearing.com forward slash masterclass, and I will see you there.
1: What is it that you started your business for? You started it to solve a problem. What was that problem? Reverse mm-hmm. engineer it and you've generally got the basis of your question. And then it's about making it clickable, making it curiosity-based, yeah. just getting people to want to actually um, take the quiz. Yeah. yeah. And you yeah. do that as well with your description. So we, we were quite careful over the description mm-hmm. we wrote for your quiz yeah. underneath the title. Um, and we tightened that up quite a bit, There's certain... Buzzwords that I know yes. will get people going, ooh, ooh. yeah. <laughs> so you yeah. have to think about things like that as well.
0: You are listening to your Dream Business Podcast, episode 236. You are listening to your Dream Business Podcast and I am your host, Teresa Heath-Waring. If you are a business owner who is striving to build a business and a life that you dream of on your own terms and doing something that you love, then this is the podcast for you. Each week, I will share with you business, marketing, and mindset tools and strategies that I have used to start and grow my own dream business, as well as the dream businesses of hundreds of business owners from around the world. So if you're ready, let's get started. Hello, and a really warm welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. We've got a good one for you. So you probably know, if you have been listening for a while, I have the most amazing quiz out there that's is so clever and does such cool stuff. And we spent such a long time putting it together. And today we're telling you all about it. We're going behind the scenes. We're telling you how we did it. We're telling you all the good stuff that went in it and how, how it works and how hopefully it's going to encourage people to join the right level of the club that is suitable for them. So I was joined by the very lovely Kylie. Now Kylie did the quiz for me. Now, She worked with me. She is a quiz funnel specialist, and she worked directly with me and helped me put together the the kind of basically helped me put together the quiz. I had a really good idea in terms of like what I wanted to happen in terms of questions and leading people into the club, but that was as much as I got. So, uh, Kylie Lang is a quiz funnel strategist and a course creator, as well as being the founder of Fab Factor. She works with course creators, coaches to grow their email list and get more leads and have sellout launches using the power of automated quiz funnels. After running her digital course company for nearly 14 years, when there was no social media to speak of and most courses were paper-based, she made plenty of mistakes and has been part of a massive growth in digital marketing at grassroots level. Fast forward 20 to 22 uh, she's got a multiple six-figure launches and has seen her email list grow by 700% by creating highly converting quiz funnels. She attributes much of her success to her framework called Fab Factor and builds an emotional connection with clients and helps them take their next step. So that's the amazing Kylie. Like I said, it's a really good episode. I said last week that I was trying to reduce the length of my interviews just because I know they can be quite long. And I did say to Kylie, right, we're trying to reduce the length. Let's see how we get on. And we talked a lot, so I'm sorry. We are trying or I'm trying. And I had batch recorded so many of them, so there's still some quite long ones. Anyway, uh, here is the very lovely Kylie. I can't wait to see what you think. So I am very excited today to welcome to the podcast, the very lovely Kylie Lang. Kylie, how are you doing?
1: I'm very excited to be here. Thank you so much. I'm doing well, actually. Feeling very good.
0: I'm very excited that you're here. uh, And it will all become apparent as we go on, uh, the fact that we've worked together and it's exciting to talk about the journey. Um, But before we get started, like we always do, can you explain to my lovely audience who you are and how you got to do what you're doing today?
1: Oh, absolutely. So, I'm ancient. I'm 50 now, and I have been in this business for more years than I care to count. Um, and I've had several different careers. So I started off as um, a wedding and event planner many, many years ago, and that kind of led into my second business, which was. As a course creator for the wedding and event industry which was 13 years ago so we were still on dial-up internet at that time if you can remember that you know that crazy noise that you used to get and you could yeah. be on the phone at the same time and all that jazz well that's when i started oh, my train. first online course so you can imagine the massive learning curve that yeah. went on as everything transitioned From snail mail, because I lived in Australia at the time. um, And distance learning isn't odd to Aussies because they've been learning by radio for years now because the country's so big. Yeah. Um, But it kind of grew and grew and grew. And I absolutely loved doing online training and courses and just being able to put my expertise out there. And after about, God, it got to about 2016 and it got very, very hard to just rely on organic traffic. Suddenly you had to have this thing called a lead magnet. It's like, oh my goodness, I actually have to work at getting clients? that are just going to yeah. come to me anymore? And that's when I discovered quizzes. And it was kind of by accident. I created this quiz for my wedding business or the wedding academy called What's Your Hidden Wedding Planner Talent? And it just went insane. It went off the charts. And I tweaked it and got better with the questions. I took a course from somebody called Ryan Levesque, who is like the granddaddy of the Mm -hmm. quiz funnel. And I learned how to do this for other people. So yes, the Wedding Academy, still going strong, coming into its 14th year. Um, But I now don't really work very much in that business. They kind of wheel me out for the odd webinar or masterclass to do some training. But I have people that run it for me. So now... I call myself a quiz funnel strategist and I build quizzes for a living, which always makes people go, wow, that's cool. What is yeah. it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That so, sounds good. I've no idea what you mean, but great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> that's that always great. happens. So that's kind of like the journey in a nutshell of how I've got to this point now.
0: Well, the thing is like the fact that you were in the online learning space for so long, like the stuff you must have seen, the fact that you were doing it on dial-up, oh my goodness, I I cannot imagine.
1: Social media, so you didn't, like Yellow Pages was still the big thing. You know, you put your ad in Yellow Pages and hope that somebody would find it. You know, that's how long ago this was. So, and really, 14 years isn't that long ago when you think about it.
0: No, but in this industry, it is. It's a really long time ago, isn't it?
1: Well, there was no teaching platforms. You know how now we have Kajabi, Thinkific, Teachable, et cetera, et cetera. There was nothing. There was two, and they were both horrendously expensive. Mm. And none of them really meted our needs, but... It was one of those things you, it forces you to really have to learn because it was moving at such a high speed, Yeah. but that's not a bad thing because you, you learn new skills, but you also understand what you're good at and also what you're not good at. Mm-hmm. And that was a big learning curve for me as yeah. well. So was it, when
0: did you realize that the quiz thing was like, hang on a minute, this is brilliant. And actually I'm going to pull away from here and go down more this route.
1: It was about two and a half years ago, um, because I am one of these people who I need a constant challenge. And as much as I do love the Wedding Academy and the wedding industry, it has been very, very good to me over the years. The challenge had gone. So there was nothing I didn't really know about the industry. And of course, when COVID hit, the people's real sort of confidence in the industry took a bit of a nosedive. Oh, it did it yeah. really did and so it kind of gave me the kick up the bum i needed to go you know what i've got people keep asking me how do i build a quiz can you help me can i pay you to do mine for me and when you have that sort of thing coming at you without you even looking at looking for it yourself you kind of need to take the ball by the horns and go all right i'm in for a penny in for a pound off we go yeah. And that's what I did. I knew what I was doing. It was a case of putting together a, a strategy and a structure and really just looking at how I'd done my own and putting that plan and that formula behind it and then deciding who it is I wanted to work with. And of course, for me, it made natural sense to want to work with course creators and membership um, owners. Yeah. But now, I mean, we've expanded a lot more, and I work with service providers. I'm currently working with some very interesting people. I've got an opera singer. Wow! Um, yeah, I know. I've got an artist who has an art membership. Amazing. I've got an indie musician. Like, seriously, the the so different good. people is insane. But that's the beauty of a quiz. Yeah. It works for so many different industries, styles, people, and it really comes down to anything. It's knowing what your goal is, and we talked about this when we yeah. did yours it's about yeah, yeah. knowing what you want to achieve and yeah. everything in business starts from that point doesn't it for sure so if someone sat here thinking like how does a quiz
0: because i think like everyone's done those quizzes online i have to say i don't like i'm one You've of these never people done that... one? no I di- i've done quizzes but i never do like the the facebook ones which hogwarts house of you or whatever it is which harry potter house of you yeah, yeah i don't yeah, yeah. do them i find like some of those ones i'm like oh yeah no i don't want to um but my daughter does and she'll tell me which one i am or whatever but so she'll i do don't know do you talk- yes exactly <laughs> so i always you know we've seen these quizzes so someone might yes. be thing. hang on is that what you're talking about is that what businesses should be using why do they want a harry potter one like so yeah. just explain what you mean when you're talking about the quizzes and like why a business should be looking at them
1: So essentially, the quizzes that I'm talking about are another form of lead magnet. And Mm -hmm. we all know that a lead magnet is something of value we give to somebody in return for the name and email address, simple. Now, a lot of lead magnets now are quite one Well, they are. They're all one-sided. It's not a two-way street. It's a one-way street. Now, the type of quiz you're referring to, the, you know, what Hogwarts house would I be in? Mm -hmm. What friend's character am I? Blah, 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 blah. They're the BuzzFeed quizzes and they've been created with one thing in mind and that is literally to drive traffic and that's it. They want clicks. They don't okay. want anything else. It's not about giving value. It's not about even getting names and email addresses, really, because they're not going to send you anything particularly. They reveal the results immediately. Yep. So these are more like the fun, interactive quizzes you'd have got in things like Cosmo magazine, you know. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah, type yeah. of boyfriend of day, do I have? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when we have to actually fill it in. You'd be oh, there, no. tick the
0: box. Oh, God, yes. this is brilliant. Like such a throwback.
1: It really is, isn't it? But didn't we all do it? We all yeah. did it. But that's what those types of quizzes are. They're like the online version of our old-fashioned tick-the-box quiz, you know, in Cosmo and all the rest of it. So the type of quiz I'm talking about is one that gives value. So it's about building a connection with your audience. So when I say they are a two-way street, there is no other lead magnet that will not only allow you to give value to your audience but allow you to learn about your audience in return by the questions that you ask. Any other lead magnet, it's static. You download it. You don't really find out anything other than a name and an email address. But a quiz does many, many things. A quiz will allow you to find out things about your audience. It will allow you to give value. It -hmm. allows people to engage. But more importantly, it really allows you to do targeted marketing. So it's about being able to take that information that you've been given when they've given you their answers, implementing that within your marketing, and then segmenting your marketing so that instead of sending a generic email to everybody that downloaded your PDF cheat sheet, mm-hmm. you can actually say, okay, anybody that answered this question with answer you know, A or B or C, yep. they're going to get this. Anybody that answered, let's say, or got this particular outcome, they're going to receive this particular offer. So what it allows you to do is get much more into the psyche of your ideal client. So rather than feeling like you're talking to absolutely everyone and it's a bit generic and a bit meh, you can be so targeted so that your person who's reading it or getting the results or taking the quiz can have this moment where they go, oh, my God, he or she absolutely gets me. It's like they're my head. You want them to have that light bulb moment. And you can't do that with another type of lead magnet. It's impossible. I mean, there's a lot of moving parts, as you know, (laughs) within a quiz. (laughs) Believe me,
0: I know. It isn't just questions, is it? No. And I think this is the other thing. I think, like I would say about any lead magnet, it's got to be quality. And in fact, when you and I worked together to build my quiz, that was the thing I wanted more than anything. I wanted... To make sure I actually gave people something. Like, because we've done quizzes before. I'm sure Mm. you, if you're anything like me, you must opt into every quiz going.
1: Um, Christ, yeah.
0: (laughs) Because any lead magnet going, I'm opting in. So Kylie's all over the quizzes. So like there's quizzes that I've done in the past that I've gone, yeah, with the answer. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, I could have told you that. Or well, that was a waste of time. I've just filled all that in and you've told me next to nothing. I have to say a couple of the ones that have come up recently, we've talked about So obviously Amy Porthfield's, uh, yeah. Rachel Rogers's, like their quizzes are really good. But I have done ones that were like a bit lame. And then it was obvious everyone gets, not everyone gets the same answers, but you know, it's not really that personalized. And one thing I was so, so keen on was A, to make sure I gave people some really good quality and B, that I personalised as much as I possibly could. So just talk a bit. And, you you know, I mean, I know that mine is a little bit on the extreme side,
1: but talk about that element. I nearly had a heart attack with what you asked me to do. But... I love it. you did it. Like I said, and, and it's
0: amazing.
1: It. <laughs> like, honestly, it
0: would not be here if you weren't there doing it. Yeah, no, it
1: you're right. It was fantastic. And I was amazed at the lengths you were prepared to go to for the personalization, which I think yeah. is fantastic, but you're absolutely right. When you get somebody to take a quiz, and this is what you have to remember is that they're invested in finding out what the answer is mm. So we're humans and we are driven by a thirst for knowledge of ourselves. So we love nothing better than revealing something about our personality or, you know, what might be holding us back or whatever it might be. So when you create a quiz and there's three different types of questions you use within a quiz, mm. the outcomes are Apps, there's no way I can describe it other than they are beyond important. Because if you've asked somebody to answer, let's say, anything between eight to 12 questions, they want something valuable at the end of it. Mm. And what you're referring to with some of the ones that you've seen is those fluffy type of nothingness that yeah. you get at the end of it. So when you're creating a quiz that actually is going to have an impact with those results pages, you have to think about several different things. The first is you've got to acknowledge whatever it is that you said they might be. You've got to give them the answer to their question, essentially. But you've also got to empower them at the same time. So, for example, we, with your quiz, Mm -hmm. it came from a negative angle. So we were asking, what is your business blocker? So that's something that's holding them back. So it's not naturally a positive thing. So once we'd identified that, we then had to say, but hey, it's okay this is what we're going to do to get you out of that, to take you to that next stage. So a quiz is about delivering value. It's about giving people a quick, actionable win as well so that they come away, A, feeling like they've learned something, but B, feeling like not only have they learned something, they can actually take it away. It's tangible and they can implement it. So it's an action step. But you have to be really careful because there's a provisory here. You give them the what, but not the how, because yep. obviously the how is your paid for a product or service. You've got to find that fine line between giving them enough
0: mm. and
1: making them effectively fall in love with you, build that new light like, trust factor, et cetera, et cetera, and not giving them too much where they think, Oh, thanks, Teresa. I've got everything yeah, I need, I need now. It. I'm off. See you later. Yeah. Yeah. So there is a fine line there, and there's many different things that you can do from curating um, podcast episodes like we did with you yeah. where we're saying, okay, this is your business blocker. I think these four podcast episodes are the ones you want to go and listen, mm-hmm. uh, listen to. So that's another way of adding value, creating video, again, something we did with you mm-hmm. where each outcome had its own video that talked in a little bit more detail about what that outcome meant, how you can overcome that outcome, what you can do to improve things. So those results, and you will find this, people will take a quiz more than once because they want to see whether or not they're going to get the same results again. Yeah. Now, if they don't get the same results and that results page is just barely different, yeah, then they're not going to, you've done yourself more harm than good. Mm. So, there's a reason why quizzes take a long time to put together. And when I work for a client, generally speaking, we normally set aside between six to eight weeks to put, yeah. actually develop a full blown quiz because a quiz is only one part of that. Mm-hmm. It's, there's a whole funnel, as yeah. you know, that goes along yeah, with yeah, it yeah. that needs to be created to make sure that, yes, they arrive on these results pages. But again, you've got to remember not everyone's the same. Not everybody will read those results pages. So you have to deliver those results to them in email. You've got to make sure they open their email address. And then you want to be able to take all that juicy information and say, okay, well, this outcome... Well, I don't really need to give them a phone call, but they do need an email and they need to be given this, that, and the other. This particular outcome, however, means that I need to make sure that I either get on the phone with them or send them a personalized email. There's a lot that then goes on behind the scenes that you could never do with another lead magnet because all you've done is send them a PDF.
0: Yeah. And whereas
1: with this, you've got that information.
0: And it's so cool. Like I have geeked (laughs) out of this. I can't even tell you. Like, Good.
1: I love it when someone else geeks out as much as I do.
0: Honestly, it was the most amazing thing and the most impressive. But you're right. I think before you even think about the quiz, for me, I think where I was, I knew where it fit and I knew kind of the beginning, not the beginning there, but I knew what I wanted it to do. So it wasn't like I just went, I probably need a quiz. Like, You know, the quiz was always in my mind, but I'd I'd built this whole growth pathway, which was huge and had all these levels and steps and all this sort of stuff. And then was able to come to you and go, actually, I want to use elements of this, but I want to get them through the other end. And what I want to do at the other end is I want to know what level their business is at. So I can decide which level is most appropriate of my membership that would work for them. And so I kind of knew how it's surrounded, but the stuff that goes into it. So, I mean, let's talk about if we're creating a quiz. So um, obviously one of the most basic things is you need some questions. Well, what, so what would be the one thing you say you've got to do first that you, if you're going to do a quiz?
1: Oh, questions and answers are the last thing. So okay. you can't do those first. The first thing you've got to do is look at your audience and like with everybody and same with you, everybody in your audience has one overriding problem. Now, that will get broken down into different reasons as to why that problem exists, which is your outcomes, essentially. But your overriding problem that we decided on for you was something that was holding your audience members back Mm -hmm. from growing their business and getting to that next stage in their business. Now, Mm -hmm. that's quite generic, but it's about really knowing what question you can answer that's going to appeal to the majority of your audience. Yes. Because you don't want to segment it down too far at that point, because otherwise you're going to be wiping out certain portions of your audience. So I always think of it as you exist with your product or service to solve a problem. What problem are you solving? Mm -hmm. And that's the question that your quiz should essentially be asking and answering. So the reason you exist in the first place for you, you teach people how to market themselves mm-hmm. to a degree that allows them to keep growing and growing and growing and yeah. teach them new strategies all the time, mm-hmm. but you do it at different levels, dependent upon where they are in their business. For sure. So that is your thing. Your thing is you help people to grow their business. So what we did was reverse engineer it and say, okay, well, mm-hmm. what's stopping you from growing your business Yeah. Then? What is it that stood in your way? And we brainstormed different ideas around, you know, what words we were going to use. And in the end, we quite liked the alliteration of business yes. blocker. It worked rather well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and but... just as a
0: side note, you know, I, you were really good at those sorts of things in terms of the suggestions of the titles and the way they sounded and the what, you know, in terms of like, Obviously you're an expert in quizzes, but I, some of the things you suggested I would never have thought of or wouldn't have come up with because I would have been probably, I don't know, I just wouldn't be thinking in a quiz mind. And I think there's very specific things that are really useful with quizzes.
1: There are, and you've got to remember, you want people, people are going on a journey through your quiz, albeit a small one, but they still want it to be an experience. So if you want to keep them moving through your quiz to the point where they finish it and give you their name and email address, which is the whole point, then you've got to have interesting questions. Mm -hmm. You've got to have questions that, yes, some of them are going to be more thought-provoking than others and are going to make them think in a little bit more depth, but some of them have to be lighter. You can't, no, I'm not saying that every question needs to be, you know, what, what, in my case, what ever song would you pick, which is yeah, know, yeah. always the question I'm going to ask, but it just makes them smile and keeps them going through. Is it a relevant question? No, not particularly, um, yeah. but you've got to and, keep them wanting to move through. And it was that brand thing as well, which was really important. So for instance,
0: one of the questions in the quiz is if we were going and celebrating your business success, what drink would you buy? Because obviously when you listen to me, I talk about drinking fizz and gin and basically anything that's available. No, I'm joking. (laughs) Uh, Fizz and gin really is the main two. Um, But, you know, so that was a really nice one to kind of bring in, to bring in my personality. Yeah. And and that was one of the things that you said, because again, I'm not sure I would have put those filler questions in because I think my thought is, well, I just need to get to the outcome. I just need to get to the thing. Whereas you came from a more of a, the experience of taking the quiz, what will make them want to take the quiz.
1: And also about getting to know you and allowing Mm. some of your personality to be showcased throughout this. And especially with someone like yourself, because your, your brand is you, you are the brand. So people need to be able to connect with you. They need to have that feeling of Oh, I like her. She's mm. my type of person, even in the most basic of feelings, because at this point, obviously they don't own you that well. Yeah. But that's the whole point of a quiz, is building and building and building to a point where they see you as the expert. They feel yeah. like you could, they could be your friend. They build that emotional connection with you. But all of that starts right at the point Mm -hmm. where not only do they see the image of the quiz and see that first question where they think, and it's got to be thought-provoking. That's the thing with your question. It's got to be curiosity-based. It's got to make them click. And it's got to be something they actually want to know yes so, yeah. like you might think you know what they want to know but often it's not as complicated as you think it is yeah and that's why i always say come back to the point of why you exist in the first place what is it that you started your business for you started it to solve a problem what was that problem reverse mm-hmm. engineer it and you've generally got the basis of your question and then it's about Making it clickable, making it curiosity yeah. bait, j- just getting people to want to
0: actually the take quiz.
1: the quiz. Yeah,
0: yeah. And you yeah. do that
1: as well with your description. So we we were quite careful over the description mm-hmm. we wrote for your quiz yeah. underneath the title, um, and we tightened that up quite a bit. There's certain buzzwords that I know yes. will get people going. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah. So you yeah. have to think about things like that as well. So just you
0: mentioned earlier about. Um, Three types of questions, was it?
1: Yes. Can you just touch on what those three types are? Yeah. So, and this leads on quite nicely from what we were talking about um, with your, I keep calling it your gin question, but it's only because (laughs) you told me you like gins. I love gin. So I now call it the gin question. Um, But there's three types of questions. You've got diagnosis, non-diagnosis and visualisation. So diagnosis is as it sounds. It's the questions that are going to affect the outcomes, So Mm -hmm. the answers to those questions are going to put you into one of several buckets, Um, buckets, outcomes, whatever you want to call it. Um, So those are really important because those diagnose where the person taking the quiz is at. Um, Then you've got your non-diagnosis questions. Now these ones for you are more important because they're the questions you ask to find out information that you want to know about your audience, which in your case, you there was some crossover between diagnosis and non-diagnosis yes. because there were things that you wanted to know about your audience that also segmented them as well. Mm-hmm. So it could be that for you, you need to know. How long your lead has been in business for? That might be a non-diagnosis question that's really important for you. Mm -hmm. Let's say that you are a social media manager. You might want to know what social media platform um, that Mm -hmm. they tend to use most because that would be super important for you because why send them a load of information about Facebook if they're a TikTok person or whatever? Mm -hmm. So these types of non-diagnosis questions... They don't have to be demographic questions, but you need to think about if in an ideal world, I could find out certain things about my audience, what would I want to know? What would really help me to send targeted marketing? What would help me to create content that I know my audience are going to want to know about? So that's what you're looking for with that. And then the visualization questions. Oh, and your fun question is in there as well. Yeah. So we always want at least one fun question. Usually it's just one. um, And you put it not the end but towards the end when they might be thinking blindly, like I mean in a these? Like, yeah no. it just lightens the mood a bit and i think oh. but with yours yours was like a cross between non-diagnosis and visualization because visualization is about getting them to think about what life would be like with your solution yes so you were basically saying to them what would you drink how would we celebrate yes. when your business is doing xyz So you're already getting them in that mindset of, oh, she's going to help me to have success. And when we do, we're going to raise our glasses and we're going to have bubbles or a gin or a beer or whatever. So that was a cross between visualisation and Mm non-diagnosis. So that's how you split the questions. And I recommend nothing more than between 8 to 12 questions. 12 is the absolute max. Um, because people will stop. They won't take it. They don't want to feel like they're taking an exam. Yes, <laughs> it's supposed to yeah. be fun at the end yeah, of the day. Yeah. So you've yeah. got to be careful with that as well.
0: Yeah, I love it. So obviously one of the things that we talked about there in terms of like the diagnosis questions and one of the things that that was such a big part of my quiz was the the back end. Oh, yes. How we then transition into actual usable stuff. So yeah. we built, and you recommend Interact.
1: I do, yes.
0: So we built, when I say we, Kylie built the quiz in Interact. <laughs> um, I, I've been into Interact. I've seen how it's done, but yeah, she did it. So Interact then talks to other systems. Yeah. And in fact, this whole conversation, the quiz conversation was pivotal in me changing over from Kajabi to campaign. That's
1: right, yeah.
0: Because I always knew that Kajabi can't, as much as I'm a huge fan of Kajabi and we'll link to it as we will mm. anything we talk about the email system doesn't stand up to standalone email systems no. um and it and it's a great as an all-over platform but I think and it certainly served me well for years but now I'm at the point where I can afford to pay for an external email system on yeah. top of what I pay for Kajabi so we looked at active campaign so we went through this I did and, and and you did a bit this huge steep learning curve in terms of I vaguely knew the platform but I suddenly had to get to a point where I knew it and we could transfer everything over And um, but at the same time I tasked Kylie with a <laughs> very very complex back end of it yes, didn't you I did
1: you certainly <laughs> did <laughs>
0: because one of the things I wanted to do and I've talked about here on the podcast I wanted to make sure that not only did you get so the idea is once we come out of the quiz they get a thank you page and you said that really more than you don't want any more than three because otherwise you're having to create loads of different thank you pages aren't you
1: that's right
0: with your specific results
1: definitely not 27 (laughs) no
0: (laughs) could you imagine no so we created these three. So we have three main outcomes. But then I wanted the reports to be really, really personalized based on their answers. Yeah. So we created, we basically took three main questions and pulled out the answers from them. And it ended up being 27 different variations of this report, which we created and gave They're to Brilliant, Kylie. by the way, I have
1: to say, <laughs> really good. I
0: and we this. gave to Kylie and went, how do we make this work? So just explain now. I don't expect you to go into the whole ins and no, no, campaign, no, no. but just explain kind of what is happening in terms of that part of the process.
1: Yeah. So like you say, Kajabi is brilliant. Um, but something like active campaign, it's very intelligent. And Mm -hmm. that's the point. You want to use it once you're starting to do what I call intelligent marketing. Yes. So when you are trying to really segment things and get very targeted with your marketing, you're going to want to use something, like active campaign. But the beauty is, is with Interact, there is a direct integration or what we call a native integration, which Mm -hmm. is good because you don't have to zap it. You don't have to use Zapier to connect it.
0: Which always makes is, me nervous.
1: Exactly, because it's more open to things going wrong. And it's not that Zapier isn't good, it is. Nope. I use Amazing. it myself, yep. but it's, there's more chances of things going wrong. Yeah. So, with Active Campaign, what you can do is the information that you collect. So, all the answers can be mapped into Active Campaign as what we call custom fields. Mm-hmm. So, Active Campaign will come with some standard fields like, First name, second name, you know, email address, etc. But you can create your own. So you set up a category, which we called Quiz Something, didn't we? I quiz. I can't remember what we called it now, but it was quite obvious what the yes, category it was, yeah. And then I created an outcome for each individual answer, so that meant that Teresa can basically <laughs> take any of those and put them into an email without having to create separate emails for every single one. Yeah. And when she came to me with the idea of 27 different reports and said, how are we going to do this? Yeah. I said, well, you're certainly not going to create 27 pages. Because I thought in
0: my head, I was going to create like 27 different funnels of like, when it lands, it'll do this. But the solution was so much far better. <laughs>
1: Well, the solution was one email (laughs) instead of 27 emails. And essentially it's called conditional logic or conditional content. So you can, what we did was we wrote the email out um, and the email looked great. And then to get your results, um, all you have to do is click a button. But we created 27 buttons and then systematically hid each one unless it met this specific criteria because that's the beauty of active campaign you can go in and say if this 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 and this is happening do this and we did that with every single button and it it stopped you from having to create it all 27 times it's one email yeah um, with conditional content in there that is reliant and that's the other thing about interact actually is you can give different tags So Teresa had identified these three different questions Uh that were going to be the catalyst for having these different reports. And there was three different answers, so 27 different variations. Uh And so what we did was we created a tag for each answer. And that tag was the piece of conditional content. So Uh in order to meet the 27 different ways of doing this, it was specific to a tag. And that probably has blown most people's heads. Yeah, it probably mine as I was going through it. But even if it just makes oh you think
0: for a second, like honestly, it's so clever. But then what's what the other thing was so, so this this is where, and I think I would say, and I don't know whether Kylie agreed that this is probably not an atypical. Quiz that we've done here. Like, God, I had, no. <laughs> no, you, you'd have like had to retire years ago. Um, yeah. <laughs> I had really specific things I was trying to aim. So, not only did I want, so I had my three landing pages uh, that you get your results, then I wanted the different reports. But yeah. in each different report, I wanted to recommend a level of my membership. So, yes. uh, as you guys might know on the podcast, I have three levels club, club plus, and executive club. And based on your answers, I know which would be the best level for you to come into because of the content or the support and the money and all that sort of good stuff. So I was able to look at each of those 27 different outcomes and then attach a level of club to them. So what Kylie was able to do was when people click to get the report, it then gives them the right tag. And I went through manually as I was coming up with the looking at the reports of like actually if they answered this this and this this is the route that this is where they should be so i had already gone through on a spreadsheet and answered all them so then what Kylie was able to do is look okay if this is the scenario outcome we need to give them this tag yeah. so then what I'm able to do and what I've then done with Kylie's active campaign uh, automation that she set up is I've then got to a point that it says okay we send I think three emails that go the same pretty much to everyone yeah and then at that point, it then splits you out. So it basically says, do they have the tag? Yeah. It's club? looking for the tag. Yeah. Yes or no. If yes, send them this email. So then that email you'll get from me will say, okay, we identified through your quiz that you need, the club is great for you. And this is why the club's great for you. So again, we took it to another, of another level as well. So like, I always knew in my head that, this was a quiz that we were going to do for a long time. We're going to have a rhyme for a long time. We're going to use for lots of good reasons because it's so good. But obviously from a work point of view, I think Paul kindly <laughs> was ready to kill me because it was
1: such a lot. But, but, but it worked so, and oh, it was so satisfying. good. And then we added in other little things in there as well. Like uh, yeah, um, yeah. I have my own little things that yes. i said Which to is working a tree, that... <laughs> FYI. Are you getting that, um, mm-hmm. then responding to that email? Yeah, so, yeah. Sorry, I'm pretending you're not even there, guys. Um, <laughs> so I just what I'd suggested you know. was a results email. So with the results email that comes out, if you then send one about 30 minutes later, and it's a really simple email that just said, um, did you get it in the subject line or mm-hmm. something along those lines? Yeah, yeah. Um, In the email itself, all it says is, I just wanted to make sure you would got your results. I'm a bit worried that you wouldn't have got them. And they went in your junk mail. Can you just hit reply to let me know you got them? Mm -hmm. So this is doing several things. It is helping us to teach active campaign that Teresa's emails are hot to drop. That They should be delivered because we all know that email deliverability is a bit of a problem. But it's also helping her to identify the people that might be keenies because they've taken the time to actually hit reply to that email. And it works so, so So well. well. And we've also integrated Bonjuro for you as well. So because we've got these different tags going on, we're able to then say, okay, if you've got an active campaign, we'll be looking to see if you've got this particular tag. Mm -hmm. If you have, it then sends Teresa a note to say to her, we think this person might be worth sending a Bonjuro video to. Mm -hmm. Um, Not only that, it will also put all the details into Bonjuro for her because there's a native integration now between yeah. bonjoro and active campaign okay. that came about i think it was last year um and that has been really good too so it just it's that added level of personalization um and it's just it's surprise and delight is oh. always what i like to use as a description yeah. for this if you can surprise and delight your audience you're going to build so much more of a connection with them
0: and and do you know what I think, and I hope that when people listen to this, they realise mm-hmm. that like this is the kind of effort I and you put into our businesses. Like yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. We are not half hearting or no anything. Like if I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it really well. So again, that gives people the representation of okay. When you come into my world, when you join the club, when you go on a course, when you join me for the 90 day program, whatever it is you're going to get the best of the best of the best because this is the level I work at. Like this is the standard that I don't want to slip below. And therefore, if you have this kind of crazy good experience in terms of, and I know a lot of my members have taken the quiz and, and they've Mm -hmm. come back to me like, this is unbelievable. And I just, the work you've put into it. And and so maybe they see it because they're closer to me, but, but the quality of that coming out, if you can see that, then obviously you're going to think, if she's if this is this good, what on earth do I get when I'm in her world? Absolutely. Um, and that's super, super important to me. So, okay, so we've given you a kind of like idea about the quiz. And obviously <laughs> we're promoting it and we're getting it out there and people are doing the quiz, which is brilliant. Now I'm I've got something that I would like you to answer that I'm just gonna throw at you and I didn't warn you I was yeah, gonna do go this. It. So I'm sat here thinking, like, is there anybody that wouldn't be good for a quiz? To start off, a business. Is there any businesses that you go? No, that probably wouldn't work.
1: No, not really, because I've even had odd ones. Like, for example, I've had an accountant come to me for a quiz, which I thought was quite unusual. Mm. I've had a mortgage broker, an insurance broker, and most of those are things where you go, "Oh, I don't know." But when you actually dig down, and this is the key with quizzes, is it's about really, really understanding the pain points of your audience. I mean, a lot of things in business come down to this, but it definitely does as far as a quiz is concerned. You've got to understand what is it that's keeping them up at night? Mm. You know, What is it they really want to know and find out? And if you can understand that, there's not many businesses that wouldn't be right for this. I don't personally do e-commerce quizzes. I'm much more of a personality-based quiz person. Yep. Um, and I have different things that I put together, but it even works for e-commerce. So for example, Sephora, um, the lip, uh, they, they did yep. a lipstick one mm-hmm. and it was all about how to choose the right shade of lipstick for your skin tone. Mm. And then it gave them a curated shopping list of what would work based on the answers they've given with regards to their skin tone. So even yeah. things like that can work. But an exciting one I'm doing at the moment is with a money mindset coach and he's quite a big name and we've just literally just signed the deal um, Amazing. at the end of last week. And what we decided to do for him was a two-pronged attack. So I now have something called a conversion quiz as well. So the conversion quiz is only used. It's not used as a traffic generator. It's used at the point when maybe you've done a five-day challenge and you want to sell whatever it is, whether that's a membership, a course, a one-to-one product, whatever that might be. You want people to qualify for that. So I call that my conversion quiz. So the quiz is all about whether or not you are at the right stage um, to have X, Y, Z offer or potentially it will give them. So if you don't actually talk about exactly what the offer costs within your masterclass, Mm -hmm. you can then send them to three different offers based more around what's right for them, what they can afford, where they are in their business, et cetera. So for this particular money mindset coach, we're doing a traffic generation quiz and we've got four outcomes, and each outcome will have its, although we'll go to a results page, yeah. they'll then be invited to an individual masterclass that is specific only to that particular outcome. Fif, 15 minutes, that's all. You know what's very, coming very, next, short, Kylie. Short. I know, I do. You know I our next one. <laughs> I should not be telling you this. <laughs> and then at the end of that masterclass, they get to take, we're calling it his assessment quiz. So we will assess where they are with their money DNA and manifesting money and all the rest of it. And we will determine which product they go in from there. So it's actually a two-pond attack. We're doing two quizzes. So, so good.
0: I'm so putting together good.
1: these different packages now that are so much fun to do as well.
0: So much fun. That's ace. Uh, <laughs> you need to send that to me. I need to do that when it comes out. Um, yes. But again, Come I love the way... That these different things are integrating, like you said, go from the quiz to the outcomes to a masterclass. Yes. from watching the masterclass when you get to the end of it, there's a you know, it's just so so clever. And it was funny that you brought up the Sephora quiz because uh, while I was thinking about this question, I was asking that have you heard of El Ma- El Maquillage? I don't even know if I'm saying that right. They do found a, they do makeup, mm-hmm. but they specifically do a foundation quiz. They advertise a lot. Oh, on there you media. go. Yeah, and I've bought their foundation, they and I have to phone. say it's really, it's a very tricky quiz to do because basically you're having to tell them without showing them your face, like what your tone is and how your skin reacts and how you tan and how you, all this sort of stuff. Um, but I've had the, the foundations are really, really good, actually. I'm not sure I've quite got the exact color, but then I tans and I go pale. But again, like I was thinking about that quiz in particular, like, okay, that's a quiz leading you onto a sale. However, Even if you just take the quiz, they're getting so much good information from that. You know, they're getting your email address. Yeah. They're getting the fact of, okay, the majority of people are this shade. So we need to make sure we've got a lot of that shade in. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, there's so much good stuff. But so what I wanted to finish off with is <laughs> I want to give you a couple of my members and I want you to tell me how a quiz could work for them.
1: Okay. Yeah. Let's up do for the this. challenge. Okay. I'm always up for a challenge.
0: So let's talk about the lovely Joe. So Joe has a business called Little Foodies. It's a subscription box for I, that's for children, but obviously the parents are going to buy it. And it's teaching the children how to grow and eat their own food. So it's encouraging them to be oh, healthy cool. with veg and fruit. And basically yeah. it's like, you know, this is how you plant something and then you can cook it like this. And within the box is lots of different activities. So there's like a coloring sheet or she does these really cool stickers that, or a chart that once you eat it or you experience that particular veg, she tells you what's in season. She might do yeah. a recipe. There might be an activity in there. So she might actually give you seeds and the stuff you need. And so how would a wow. quiz that's, work uh, for that's... her? And it's so good. Honestly, so good. So how would a quiz work for her in that business?
1: So for her, her although the people receiving the pack are the mm. kids, it's going to be the parents. Yes, probably seeing the marketing. They'll be receiving emails, yeah. etc. Because
0: it's fairly young age as well, so it's probably ooh, four, five to maybe eight, nine. I would guess.
1: Yeah, so they're quite young. Mm. So it needs your oh yeah, you would need to give them. You need to come up with some characters. So and she's got you,
0: characters. So she's already got, because she's
1: written books. So she has all these different veg characters. So those veg characters would be an integral part of the quiz. And essentially we would build stories around those particular veg characters so that the children can identify. So the idea would be that the parents and the child would do the quiz together. Love it. So you would then ask them which veg character or fruit character, whatever it is that they're doing, that they are, because they'll want to find out, well, which one am I? And so that's what you would do. And then what you can do from there is you could tell them how this particular character actually works really well with this particular particular character. And so you could start to almost do, not that I want to do another one with 27 different outcomes, but you you could almost start to really create something so they understand that there's an entire family around this. And right Mm -hmm. now you're here, but there's... The cousin and there's the this and the yes, that and the other. Yes. And you could do so much with that.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that's really cool actually because her, most of her books, their veg characters have a uh oh, she was on she'd explain it far better than me, but like, you know, so like the tomato, I think, was always in a rush. And, you know, so they have their own characters. Perfect. of themselves do you know what Will i mean it's a bit like
1: that and play off of that
0: yeah a bit mr many but not mr many if you know what i mean so yeah, yeah. it's a bit like there's miss kind and miss whatever but i don't not quite like that anyway so that's a great <laughs> idea okay another one then uh, lovely caroline who's in the membership she is a cookery teacher so basically she used to be a wedding cake maker and okay. she uh, diversified and is changing fully over to doing classes only so she does in person and online cookery classes she does the best gluten free bread cookery class ever like I've been gluten free for a long time and I've never tasted bread like the one that we made
1: yeah because usually gluten free bread you oh, have to horrible. toast it because
0: it's so gross it's horrible this stuff phenomenal in fact when I first tried it I thought she was making it up I was like no you've just given me gluten on I mean um, but so she does these <laughs> online classes so the idea is right. to get people to come along either for themselves buy it as a gift do it especially through lockdown it was wonderful because especially the online classes it was like the mum who lives over here and this daughter who lives over here and the sister that lives over there would all come on the same call and they would all bake something together and learn but it might be that ah, they want to learn more okay and, so how so would these quiz, are live are these live
1: so these classes? are live
0: these are literally like So we're doing it, Uh, the members, if you are a member, when you listen to this, uh, for my birthday, she's doing us a special cook-along. So basically what she will do is before the cook-along, she sends us the ingredients and the equipment list of what we need. We have them all ready and she gets on Zoom and we're all on Zoom. She's in for some trouble because there'll be a lot of Prosecco drinking going on, I should imagine. (laughs) Um, So she could regret this decision, (laughs) but then she talks us through how to do it. And then at the end, in fact, we're making leek and mushroom tarts or something which very is gluten-free nice. and we can make it dairy-free if we want to so um but yeah so we're making these tarts so by the end of the class we will all be able to eat our tarts which that's
1: is a, so cool very but cool does she aim so does she aim more at people who can't cook but would like to learn how to cook does she aim more at people who are just wanting to do it for fun and do it with family members, et cetera, et cetera. But like, that, yeah. Okay. So that would be so I would definitely look at it more from it, would have to be a personality type quiz. Yeah. Um, and I think possibly you would want to do something along the lines of you know what type of um not home baker or cook or anything like that, but it would need to be something that was a lot more creative than that but allowing them to identify their zone of genius in the kitchen yes, that type of yes, thing yes. so and yes I would have to come up with a better title than that but no no but yeah I get the that drift. type of thing I think it's sort of making them almost like a rock star of the kitchen yeah um you know and which one would you be and yeah, yeah, all yeah. the family members coming along together so that would be yeah. something that would be good yeah that create. would be nice Could work really well
0: and I guess for her because she does she she does some in person as in Uh, You go to a house, she has a beautiful house, beautiful kitchen. uh, And and I've done an in-person class with her. She obviously does the online things. um, So it could be a case of like, you know, then depending on their answer is like actually you need to come along and do something in person or you can do something online. One of the questions
1: would have to be along the lines of, you know, not necessarily where do you live, but, you know, something that would allow us to be able to identify from geographic location, whether or not it was going to be possible for them to do, you know physical or virtual um and she doesn't do a membership or anything like that it's all no not yet no right obviously
0: we're always talking about ideas and thoughts and yeah um, but again the other thing I guess for her is is when she's thinking about what classes to put on and what's going to be most popular like at the moment because when I say it's fairly new, she's been doing it for a little while but obviously in terms of historic data she doesn't have that yet so or doesn't have loads of it so in terms of like if you put on the quiz one of the questions you know, which do you dream that you could make or something like that, you know, which one would you want to impress your friends with? Then if everyone's saying, you know... It gives her whatever, some pointers, doesn't then, it, as well. You know, then that's pointing you down that direction that everyone wants to see that. Or, or you know, if she's got four different classes that she does, which she does, she has more than four. Um, so she does things like macarons and then profiteroles and biscuits and bread. Yeah. So I know, honestly, this woman... <laughs> It's painful. <laughs> it's painful. It's um, painful, especially for somebody who's gluten free. So yeah. you know, she could do like if if they chose between them, then she can literally go and look. Here's that class. Like you know, direct to them.
1: yeah. And mm. especially if you are, uh, you know, you can ask questions about you know, savory, sweet, allergies, yes. all sorts of different things. You could actually, yet again get really really personalized really personalized. and like the type there is you could have so much fun with the results as well you could mm. deliver them personalized um recipes that they could follow. Yeah. like there's just so many different things you could do oh, i love one. this
0: kylie you <laughs> and i so the reason i know kylie is because i did a talk and oh god yeah it was These brilliant right <laughs> it was so good we I did this talk <laughs> about lead magnets, and someone asked me the question. It was like the universe wanted us together. I know. And, and I'm so grateful to them. They asked the question, what's the best lead magnet I've ever seen? And I said a quiz. And Kylie came up. I was like, I've got to speak to you because guess what I, I, I do? You like, you
1: came but, stage.
0: but honestly, like it was meant to be, meant to be. But you are so my person in the fact of I can see, and obviously you guys can't see us talking, but when someone starts talking about their business, my brain takes a minute or two, and then it's like, ting, 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 yeah, ting. Yeah. All these ideas like start coming, and you are exactly the same. So I love that. I love it. Kelly, <laughs> thank you so very much not only for coming and being a guest on the podcast, but for the phenomenal quiz that you've helped me create. Thank you. It's that so good, and I would a lot, lot. highly recommend uh, Kelly if you are thinking of building a quiz for sure. Um, Kylie, obviously i'll link up to everything in the show notes but where do you hang sure. out most where would you like people to come and say um.
1: hi I probably hang out most on Instagram, mm-hmm. um, but I'm not brilliant at social media. There you go. So if <laughs> anybody's <laughs> wanted to help me with social media, um, I am an email girl. So I love telling stories over email. So I'm usually pretty good at sending out an email once a week. And they're not all sales emails. I tell you all sorts of stories about my life in France, oh, my dog, and God knows I love what it. else. I love a story email for sure. Yeah, they always connect back to what I do in some way, shape or form. But yeah, they're all story based. So come and take my quiz. That's probably one of the best things to do is take my fab factor quiz. So where can they find that? It's literally Lang.com forward slash quiz, which is another little tip I will give you before I go. Don't ever, ever, ever link out to your quiz platform and promote that. You promote your own link. You will mm. always want to create a link and try and think of something as simple as possible. Literally like quiz, yeah, forward slash that's quiz. what mine
0: is, forward slash Because quiz. then
1: I can come on podcasts like this and say to Teresa, this is the link. Really mm. easy to remember. And you want to do the same thing as well because otherwise it gets very complicated. Amazing.
0: So, Kylie, <laughs> thank you so very much. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you on.
1: It has been my pleasure. Thank you. And I've loved chatting with you.
0: There we go. That was Kylie. Uh, Wasn't she awesome? We will link up to everything in the show notes uh, for her. And obviously we're going to include the quiz, but it's at theresaheathwaring.com forward slash quiz. If you've not taken it, please do go and take the quiz. It's cool. I love it, but I geek out on this stuff. So it's just awesome. Okay. Have a fabulous week and I will be back next week as always uh, this time with a solo episode. See you then. Thank you so much for listening to Your Dream Business Podcast. And if you loved this episode, then please feel free to go and share it on your social media or head over to iTunes and give me a review. I would be so very grateful.